deeper finds, God finds? Say, never the same. same. Say, today, Today. I'm going to hear something new from the Spirit of God. I'm getting revelation. I'm getting wisdom. I'm hearing truth. And that truth will make me free. Amen. The subject of this, here's the word God spoke to me, and I'm not going to try to cram this into so many sessions in the, in the month of June. Uh, I just got to go with the Holy Spirit. But you know, I, I thought about this word power, power, power. God wants his people to walk in power. He wants you saved, delivered, healed, set free, filled with his power, filled with his spirit, the spirit of truth. And I was like, Lord, more power in the church. We're praying more power, more breakthrough, more victory, more, more. And, and, and the Lord said, you can't have more power without more truth. He said, there's many Christians that are deceived. They, they don't even believe the Holy Spirit's for today. They, they said, what? I got to talk in some weird language. They, 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 they make out things to, to be uh, partial truths. And a partial truth is kind of a lie. And if you're lied to and you're not walking in truth, you're in trouble. And how many know these are the days to walk in this will of God, word of God, absolute truth for our lives so that we can do his will and finish our course with joy. Matthew 24 says it this way, verse 10, then many will stop following me and fall away. This 24th chapter is about these days in which we live. They were written for these days. The disciples thought it was that day, but they were concerned about when all these things are going to happen. He says, many will stop following me and fall away. They will betray one another. They'll hate one another. Now, remember, this is written to those who are believers at this time. Many lying prophets will arise, deceiving the multitudes and leading them away from the path of truth. There will be such an increase in lawlessness and sin that those whose hearts once burned for passion of God, others will grow cold. But hold on firmly, hope firmly to the end, and you will experience life and deliverance. Seth was talking about that word, and Bob and a couple other people, endurance. Pastor Josh, endurance. Some will say endurance. endurance. How many know it's, you got you to gotta, you gotta peak at the right time? You're hitting your stride, but you got to save some energy for the last, for the, for the last. The clock's ticking down. And so when I looked at this, in the beginning of time, Adam and Eve sold us out to sin, and through Adam and Eve, sin spread to every person. What was so important about that issue in Genesis that when sin came, man fell? They made a bad choice. And then what happened? Eve said, Eve heard these words, hath God said, just all the devil needs to get you off to believe a lie is just pose a question to you. Hath God said, you're not surely going to die. In fact, God knows that when you eat of this fruit, you'll be like him. She bought it, hook, line, and sinker. She bought a lie. She began to think about the lie. And that serpent was, was subtle and sly, and he was like trying to deceive her. So what happened when they, 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 they bought it? You know what happened? We went from a place of knowing God, and it switched to a place of knowing good and evil, which we were never intended to know. We we're intended to be in his image, in his likeness. And all of a sudden, this shift happens, and now man is dominated by deception. And God says, hey, I'm trying to find you. Where are you, man? I heard your voice in the garden. I was afraid, so I hid. We never see fear. We never see isolation. We never see a hiding until we have sin. 
Because of deception, it leads people away from the truth of the living God. And the whole plan of God before the foundations of the world was to get you back. How many know he loves you? This is a love story. He's trying to get you back. He's not just trying to get you saved and people, okay, you know, the revelation of the church is he going to get me saved. I'm going to go to church, check the box. It'll be all right and I'll go to heaven. No, he's trying to get you saved, delivered and healed so you can be a force in the earth. So you can be a powerhouse in the earth. Not God extract us out of this mess. He says, no, I plan for you to be a powerful believer to keep you in the mess. I want light in the darkness. I want truth where there's false. Wait, 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 wait. So interesting, huh? 2 Timothy 3. But evil men and sorcerers will progress from bad to worse, deceived and deceiving as they lead people further from the truth. Interesting, huh? 2 Timothy 4.3. And the time is coming will they not endure and listen to and respond to the healing words of truth because they will become selfish and proud. They will seek out teachers with soothing words that line up with their desires, saying just what they want to hear. They will close their ears to the truth and believe nothing but fables and myths. There's a, there's a gentleman who wrote this book, Andy Andrews, and, and, and how do you kill 11 million people? Has anyone read that book? How do you kill 11 million people? And uh, under, the, under the title was, You Lie to Them. That's one thing to hear that, but it's another thing when I was driving on the train all the way through the Czech Republic from Prague up to Auschwitz on the border of Poland, and I got to walk through that town and look at all that barbed wire and look at those bake ovens that were empty and there's this eerie feeling of wickedness and and of lies and deception the spirit of hitler the spirit that can control a person and speak what the russians called at the time propaganda that you can hear this propaganda over the radio over the news and you can begin to believe something that's not true and you identify my wife and i've been talking to a lot of jewish people And there's some elders that are still alive from that. And they said our whole families thought they were going to a better life. Farms. They said, where you're going, it's going to be awesome. And they just didn't question but believed a lie. And a lie ends up in destruction and death. So I'm I'm, I'm like, what does Satan do? He has no new tricks. He's got to realize that you're not powerful if you're not walking in truth. So he deceives, he lies, and he twists. He can't really do anything but twist God's truth or twist whatever is in the earth for good, he turns it for the bad. Whether it's music, whether it's entertainment, whether it's sex, marriage, gender, identity, education, law enforcement, politics, church, religion, he twists it so that we begin to hear things and hear things. That's why Faith comes by hearing is so important. That's why this is the most important hour of the week. That's why when you wake up in the morning, the most important hour of the day is hearing from God, praying in your spirit, reading the word, getting the word that's a lamp under your feet, a light under your path. Because there's these things that, that simply it's getting more wicked, more twisted. And we kind of, as Christians, we kind of sit back and go, okay, well, I... How do, I, how do I process that? And we hear this term, speak the truth in love. Wait, Pastor, we have to walk in love. Yeah, we do. 
But you know what? Sometimes we have to have righteous indignation about what's not truth and is a lie. So you can hear things every day. Like, I'm not, I'm not getting political. I'm just telling you what, what I hear. Someone said to me the other day, Pastor, did you see the new bathing suit at Target? It's a girl's one piece that's made for a boy. That There's a special place for your privates. And it's a transgender agenda that's hitting Target that wants to push something into your face. Starbucks, it's good that they can save money so that if someone wants an abortion, they can pay for them to have off work and go. And, and that doesn't seem to bother the church a whole lot. And then, and then there's these issues that people want to push this agenda down the throat of the people of God and say, you know, church, just we're going to do it this way. And as we kind of keep silent, it just goes, wow, pastor, does it seem like it's getting darker and darker? And then I'm driving around in my, just happens to be a Ford truck. And the company, and I just want you to hear this, the company wants to celebrate June as Pride Month. So they're making a rainbow raptor. Whoa, 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 whoa. We love everyone who's confused. We love everybody who's, who's in a gay lifestyle, in a lesbian life. We love them passionately just like Jesus. Please hear me. But uh, uh, a rainbow raptor? A rainbow raptor. Trucks are tough. Men are tough. So we want to put you in a rainbow raptor. We want your kids to grow up thinking that's normal. No, no. When I grew up, a rainbow meant that's a promise of God. That's a promise from heaven that God's never going to flood the earth. So why do we let people hijack what belongs to the church and we just sit there quietly? And I'm like, a rainbow raptor. Uh, uh, they, they, I'm, I'm not making fun. They said the truck's gay. Well, well, I, well, something's missing here. A gay truck. It's a motor and metal. You see how that, that's pasture, that's twisted. But my bigger question is, where's that coming from? It's coming from hell. That somebody that my father worked for Ford Motor Company for 30 some years and was a chaplain. But somebody in a hierarchy that has a lot of money said, we don't want, my dad did suicide funerals. He did he did marriages. He tried to help people as a chaplain at Ford Motor Company, but now they want to create this agenda to say that's normal, that, that there's kids in this generation that grow up, that's a rainbow. Rainbow Rainbow means gay, gay, pride, gay, gay. No, no, a rainbow means that God loves people, that God wants to preserve people. Whoa, 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 whoa. And then the education department wants to tell us, we want to sexualize your kids. We want to drug your kids. We want your kids stuck on an iPhone for hours a day so we can convert them and put propaganda in their mind. And after we do that, we'll confuse their identity. And then when they have a child out of wedlock, we'll tell them you can kill your baby. That's the agenda of our government, whether we like it or not. Well, some are for righteousness, but some are not. And they want to push it down your throat. And the church is standing there scratching its head. I guess it's all, I, I'm like, I'm tempted like to put a big rainbow on top of our church. Pastor, be careful. No, no, 
God made the rainbow. It's a promise. It's about truth. So when I look at this, I go, John 8, 44 says, wow, what's the devil do? He is, you are the offspring of your father, the devil. And you serve your father very well, passionately carrying out his desires. He's been a murderer right from the start. He never stood with the truth. He's full of nothing but lies. Lying is his native tongue. He's a master of deception and the father of lies. Wait, wait, wait. So God goes a little bit further in Proverbs 6. He says, this is what God hates. This is what God hates. God hates, wow, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush to evil. Verse 19 says, and a false witness who pours out lies. So God tells us in his word, it's very clear. Satan is the father and the author of all deception and all lies, correct? Now he wants you to appeal to your old sin nature that was deceived all the time. But you got a new nature. If any man's in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed, lying has passed away. Everything has become brand new. Wait, 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 pastor. I know Christians that lie. So do I. But you know what? If you continue to lie, you're not of God. He says you're of the devil because he's the father of lies. You can't live for God and go on living a lie. Ananias and Sapphira tried it in Acts 5 and they dropped dead. The Bible says, who has filled your mind full of these thoughts that you would lie to God, lie to the Holy Ghost? The feet that buried your husband are at the door. You're going to drop dead. See ya. Well, that gets a little serious, and it says great fear came upon the church in Acts 5. And I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. First, third John 4, 1, 4 says it this way. I have no greater joy than this, to hear that my spiritual children are living their lives in truth. Everyone say truth. truth. So, Pastor, what do we do in this hour? What do we do in this day? Like the sons of Issachar, they had an understanding of the times, and they knew what they should be doing. That's my prayer for our church. We understand the times in which we live and we know what we should be doing. And the Lord said, you really got to blast the church with the spirit of truth because the spirit of truth is the Holy Spirit that lives in you. So I went, whoa, whoa, don't believe this lie because there is no greater joy that you walk in truth. How many are living in the truth? So we're not called to live this lie. So don't believe the lie. Second Thessalonians 2 says it this way. This is actually talking about when the Antichrist appears, the son of perdition. And he says, the coming of lawless one will be in accordance with how Satan works. He will use all sorts of displays of power through signs and wonders that serve the lie. Isn't that interesting? Satan's going to do things that are manufactured, wicked, twisted things that will look like it's the power of God. And he says, in all the ways wickedness deceives those who are perishing, they perish because they refuse to love the truth. Everyone say, love the truth. How many love the truth? How many really love the truth? See, there's, there's one thing in this hour that you need to cling to like crazy. Does anyone have their Bible here? Did anyone bring a Bible? Hold up your Bible. Hold up your smart device. C can I tell you, heaven and earth will pass away 
but only this. This is our playbook. This is what we're called to know. This is what we use to cast down everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ and take captive every single thought. 2 Corinthians 10, 4. Take every thought captive. But if you're not just letting the pastor determine your spiritual, one spiritual snack for the week, you got to be in this thing every day. If you're going to, Jesus said these words a bunch, be not deceived, be not deceived, be not, say it out loud, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. If you're not going to be deceived, you got to be, if you continue in my word, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. If you continue in it, a lot of people aren't continuing in it right now. Well, pastor, the Bible's not relevant for the day in which we live. Everyone was telling, a couple of people tell us the other night, it's, it's, it's a long time ago, pastor. It's not relevant for today. No, no, no. The word of God is the roadmap. It's a lamp under your feet. It's a light under your path. For you in high school graduating or college and graduating, this is the way right here. It's not a way. See, lies of the enemy, even in religion, tell you they preach a predestination gospel. What a big lie. You say, what's the thing that makes you maddest about predestination? It's like God elected before the time began that you should be good and you are wicked. You're going to heaven, you're going to hell. That's just God. This doctrine said God elected you to be a sinner and you to be saved. And then I asked the guy the question. I said, well, my job doesn't matter then. Why am I preaching truth? Why are we trying to get people saved if it's already pre-decided? How many know that's a lie? And people say there's all these ways to God. They're all to God. Buddhists, uh, Muslims, uh, you know, Hare Krishna, whichever way you go. Mormons. Just, it, it's all. It's just all one way to God. Just, just you know, Pastor. Just can you can you lighten up a little and say that there's other ways? No. Jesus said, "I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me." He's not a truth. He's the truth. Come on, say, "I love the Word." See, if you're going to love truth, you got to love the word. I like the Steelers. I'd like the Pirates this year. I, I, I like food. I, I know. Do you love the word of God? We tell the kids, love the Bible. Love your Bible. Love the Bible. Why? He says in 2 Thessalonians, the presence of the outlaw in the Passion Translation is apparent. The activity of Satan who uses all kinds of counterfeit miracles, signs, wonders, and every form of evil deception in order to deceive those who are perishing because they have rejected the love of the truth that would lead them to being saved. Wow, we have to love the truth. Do we love the truth? Because of this, God sends them a powerful delusion that leads them to believe what is false. Wait, 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 pastor. And, and I was asking the Holy Spirit, break this down for me. He said, if you, if you begin to lie and your conscience is seared, and you lie about little things, then you lie about bigger things. you got the spirit of truth in you. And he's, man, he's, he's speaking. He's like, that still small voice is like, hey, man, you know that was wrong. This voice of your conscience, the voice of your spirit, you know that's wrong. And this is where we got to decipher. You are meant to be a person that's born again, saved and delivered, and then filled with the Holy Spirit. He's the spirit of truth. So that you, you know, you know deception when you see it. You know, Jesus kept telling us, don't be deceived, don't be deceived, don't be deceived, don't be deceived. And I love what he says here. So when you believe so much deception and you make choices to believe lies, he said, those people, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send God in Romans 1. 
We don't want you, God. We're not grateful for you, God. I'm not realizing that I can only breathe because of God. Without God, I can't do nothing. I can't even stand up. And so when we don't believe the truth, God says, you want it your way? I'll give it. You can have it your way. I'll turn you over to your own vile affections. And you notice when God turns you over to self, the first thing you see in Sodom and Gomorrah and in the New Testament, soon as they're turned over their own thinking, they always end up in sexual perversion. Every time in the word of God, sexual perversion. Their misguided hearts, one translation says. Their foolish hearts were darkened. They had no capacity for the truth. And so when they lost all truth, they made choices to say, I don't want God said, here's a strong delusion, man. And you know what? People in this last day are delusional. I'm going to create a truck that you're going to like, and you're going to like this bathing suit. You're going to like the way we tell boys that they're girls and girls that they're boys. You're going to like it. You're going to like that the rainbow represents Pride Month. You're going to like it. You're going to like that we're going to kill your seed. You're going to like it that the, the, the children are going to grow up in your classroom with an identity issue. Someone say, no. no. Why? Because it's not true. It's not we're angry. It's just not true. See, when you believe a lie, you're in big trouble. The devil gets you offended to believe a lie. He'll get you church hurt to believe a lie. He'll get your neighbor to lie to you to believe a lie. He'll have you listening to the news 24-7, and all of a sudden it transforms the way you think. You'll be in the conspiracy. You'll be fear. You'll be day and night wondering what's going to happen next. That's the way the devil wants it to work out. But here's what the Lord said to me. He said, make sure we train the people with these two things. And I, I got this this this. $20 bill, right? And so I sat next to a guy on a plane one time. I said, what do you do for a living, dude? He said, I'm a counterfeit specialist. I said, what? I said, he said, I can look at money and within one second, I can tell you if it's real or fake. So I pulled out my money, of course. I want to see if the guy's the real deal. What's this? Real, 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 real. No, I have no fake money. I was at the Marshalls the other day and they put it through a little machine. Is that real? I said, are you accusing me of being fake? He said, no, but sir, sometimes, sometimes you get fake money and we, we can tell. And listen to what he said to me. I said, how do you get good at this? He goes, young man, then I was young. And he said, he said, young man, when you handle the real, he said, when we went to training, we would feel it, we would touch it, we would hold it. He said, we would hold real money for hours. We'd look at it, we'd study it. And after you're holding the real, when someone hands you the fake, you can identify it just like that. And the Lord said to me, what if we know that we're holding within us the spirit of truth? That we have the real. We have God in us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Greater is he who is in you than he that's in the world. So you ought to be walking around going, hey, real, real fake, fake news. I went to Sheets. I said, I'm busy. I never go to Sheets. I hate Sheets food. Sorry, if you work at Sheets, you like Sheets food. I'm like, fast food is not for me, especially as you get older. And, and, and I said, I got to go, son. Just get me a chicken sandwich. And he poked in chicken sandwich, and I told him what to put on. I got in my truck uh, driving down the road, and I'm eating this chicken sandwich. It tastes like rubber. Have you had that sandwich? It tastes like I was chewing on rubber. And I realized, this is fake chicken. No, seriously, fake chicken. How many had fake chicken? It's all pushed together. You look at it, that's not real. 
They inject stuff into I'm never eating that stuff again. I don't want, when you eat good steak, you know when you get to fake, amen? How many know God's trying to train us that way in the spirit, then we get the counterfeit. We know, hey, that's not, that's not good. That's not God. You ought to be able to tell, being filled with the Holy Spirit, you ought to be able to tell quickly in this hour and day. And that's what we want to cultivate in our church, that we're lovers of the truth. Amen? Why? Because he is the spirit of truth. And I love that. I love that, that he said in Romans 1, where is it? In verse about 24, he lifted off the restraining hand and let them have full expression of their sinful, shameful desires. They were given over to moral depravity, dishonoring their bodies by sexual perversion amongst themselves, all because they traded the truth of God for a lie. And they worshiped and served the things that God made rather than the God who made them. Glory and praises be to his name forever. If you continue, he didn't say if you hear a truth once in a while in your life. He said, if you are anyone continuing in the word. So this is a lamp under our feet and a light under our path. This is where God speaks. But these two points, they're so important because there's only two ways you're going to be able to not be deceived. You're going to have to rely on the spirit of truth that he's the real deal and he's in you. He's not a counterfeit. God in Christ did something that he wanted you to get back to the garden before Adam and Eve sinned with perfect. That's why he gives us revelation, exact knowledge or light because darkness came. Man was confused. Man was depressed. Man was cut off from the life of God. Jesus came to get us back. How many know the blood is powerful? The cross is powerful. The resurrection is powerful, but he did it all so he could get that resurrection power back in you. And he could say, wait, wait, don't go nowhere. Don't do nothing. Wait. Acts 2, wait, wait till you get power. Wait till you get power. Then you won't be lied to. Because I'm going to deposit the spirit of truth on the inside of you. And listen what he said. I mean, this jacks me up, man. Like we have that power in us now. Right now. Say right now. This is what the church has to get. Because when you know you have this power in you right now, it changes everything. We're filled with the spirit of truth in, in Ephesians 3.20. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you. Come on, that's enough to shout about. Say, say it with me. God's power, God's power is working in me now. He said in Philippians, for God is all the while at work in you, creating in you energy and desire to do his will. Wait, I'm, I'm ready to do his will today and every day. Because he's working in me. This is pretty powerful when you get this because his power is working in me now. His resurrection power is working in you now. But listen what he says here. He says, never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request. Come on, someone say pray. pray. Your most unbelievable dream. He will exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. How many believe that? Say his power is energizing me now. What if we live like that? Well, wait, is, is that the truth? Does someone love it? Wait, it's the truth. The tr you'll continue on this word. You'll know the truth. So look, John 14, 16. 
And I will ask of the Father, Jesus speaking, look, and he will give you another. I like this translation because it, it kind of shows us some different things. The, the original Greek says it this way, I will give you another one like myself, Jesus. I will give you another comforter. The actually word translated here was orphans. I will not leave you as orphanos. I will not leave you forlorn. I will not leave you as a parentless child. I will come to you. I will be your standby, your helper, your counselor, your comfort, your advocate. And right here it says Savior. I will send you another form of myself. Come on, somebody. Like what if we could walk with Jesus every day? He's with me, man. Well, he is. See, the goal of him was to to, to tell me, you're not just dealing with one Jesus, you're dealing with millions of people who are full of Jesus because they're full of the Holy Ghost. When you're full of the Holy Ghost, you're full of truth. You don't believe lies when you're full of truth. So listen to what he says here. He says, I'll ask you the Father, the Holy Spirit of truth, interesting, who will be to you a friend just like me. He will never leave you The world won't receive him because it can't receive him or know him. But you know him intimately because he remains with you and will live inside of you. That's powerful. Come on, say the Holy Ghost Ghost. is for me me. today. Today. I'm the temple temple. of the Spirit of God. That's a powerful truth. Someone shout truth. But listen to this in 16, 13. But when the truth-giving spirit comes, he will unveil the reality of every truth within you. Isn't that good? When the Holy Spirit gets in your life, when you're filled with the spirit. See, you say, Pastor, I've been born of the spirit, but there's another experience called being filled with the spirit. He says, when the Holy Spirit comes, there's some things that are going to take place. The truth-giving spirit, he will unveil the reality of every truth within you. He won't speak of his own, but only what he hears from the Father, he will reveal prophetically to what is to come. And he will glorify me on earth, Jesus Christ, for he will receive from me what is mine and reveal it to you. So the Holy Spirit's trying to reveal to you every day of your life, this is God's will. And he does it, number one, by the word of God. He does it, I'm going to say this because we, we've, we've taken this lightly, and then people don't read the Bible, and I have counseling meetings, and I'm like, are you in the word? No. Man, you can't walk in truth aside from the word. Because the Holy Spirit's going to recall to your remembrance something that you put in the hard drive, something that you downloaded to renew your mind, something that causes you to think differently, something that causes you to pray differently. He's the third person of God. He's with you and in you to guide and lead you into all truth. Come on, we need to get our dependency on the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. Because, man, in these days, with the darkness, with the chaos, with all this stuff happening, we got to know, man, that's fake. That's fake. Fake chicken. Fake news. Fake watch. Fake fake word. I got off the plane in a foreign country, and they're trying to sell me this Rolex. This is, you know, those guys, they got like a whole armful of watches. I'm like, you know, and I'm, I'm, I got to, when you got time to burn in an airport seven hours, you know. It's like you go to the Admiral Club or something, chill out, eat some of the horrible food. But, but I was like, this guy's like, Senor, I have some watches for you. 
you know, and I always like to, I don't know why I like to talk to those guys. And I, I said, he said, feel it, feel it, touch it. This is the real one. The real one is not $47. I promise you this is real. It's not real, but it is a good fake because that second hand sweeps. It doesn't tick, tick, tick. So when you identify what's real, you know what's fake. When you identify power in someone's life, it's not just religion. It's alive on you and in you. And you go, wow, there's some power working in me today that I got to hear me, church. I got to not. Okay, I came to church. Some of you come to church to check the box. It's not the way this works. I'm coming to get fueled up. I'm coming to get a word to go out and destroy the kingdom of darkness. I'm here to be a, a city set on a hill. I'm here to be a powerhouse for the kingdom. I'm here to heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils, witness, be bold about Jesus. Give answers to those who are dying and lost and perishing and they've been lied to and now they're delusional. And then God has you to show up. To go, hey, over here's the light. Here's Jesus. Here's power. Here's healing. Here's God will supply all your needs. Here's no worries. Here's joy. Here's peace. Two-thirds of the kingdom are visible. Righteousness, peace, and joy. And if you're the real deal, you got peace. You got joy. You have right identity. Listen to this last scripture. John 15 for this point. John 15, 26. And I will send you the divine encourager. From the very presence of my Father. I'm going to send you the divine. Some, I need a pick-me-up pill. I need a pick-me-up drink. I need a happy hour drink. I need, I need someone to give me a kind word. But how many know when you listen to the Holy Ghost, he's always picking you up. He's always telling you, it's already been, the battle's been fought and won. You're going to win. You're going to win. You're going to stand. You're going to believe. You're going to hope. You're going to expect. Because I'm going to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. Come on, that's his truth. That's his promise. Does somebody believe it today? Yes. Ephesians 5, 15 through 18. Listen to what he says. So then be careful how you live. Listen, be careful how you live. Don't live like fools. Don't live like those who are wise. Live like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Wow. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. That's true. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. So this translation in the Moffat says, be ye being filled with the Holy Spirit. This translation and another one in the New Living says, always be filled with the Spirit. You say, what's the goal, Pastor? Always be filled with the Spirit. You get it 100%? Nope. I'm not perfect yet. And probably will never be on this planet. But you know what? I'm depending. I'm believing. I'm trusting. I'm asking, Holy Spirit, I need help. Holy Spirit, I need direction. Holy Spirit, show me. Holy Spirit, guide me. Holy Spirit, what's next? Holy Spirit, help me. And all of a sudden he said, but when you get the Holy Spirit in your life, you'll receive this power. And so now this power is working in you. But I love this. He says, because that will ruin your life, but instead be filled, be being filled with the Holy Spirit. There's no substitute for the Holy Spirit in your life. God wanted you to operate just like Adam and Eve did before the fall of sin 
where there was a direct connect, where there was revelation. That's why he put the Holy Spirit in us, the spirit of truth. He will show you all things that are true. How many know you can't even come to God without the power of the Holy Spirit? You can say, I can preach all day long, man. But if you don't get an unction from the Holy Ghost, if you're not getting a word on truth from the Spirit, you're just, you're just hearing a form of godliness with no power. The Bible says in the hearing, you can hear in faith. Or you can just sit here and go, well, what are we going to eat for lunch? Or you can hear in faith. Faith is expecting that God's going to do something exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or think. That's the truth. I'm going to know God heals. It's the truth. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's the truth. His word has never failed and will not fail. When heaven and earth passes away, the word will still be. How many know that's absolute? And the world wants to tell you there's no absolutes. You can't build anything. How many know your life has to be built upon the word of God? We see a lot of people falling away, man. And Mark 4 says, because they had no root in themselves. They endured for but a short time. Say, everyone, we were at a conference this week, and the pastors were asking me behind the scenes, hey, I heard you were one of the churches in the nation that didn't close. I think we closed one week. Were we closed one week or two? I don't know that we even closed one week. I don't know. But you say, well, well does that a-? No, no, it tributes us to the truth. Do not forsake the assembling of the brethren together. Mask or no mask, pill or no pill, shot or no shot. How many know the truth has to be the truth? And it's absolute. And I told the police officer, I told uh, Brother Cole, I told, uh, I said, we're going to continue to meet. And Pastor, can you not meet? I said, no, I have to meet. Put me in jail if you need to, we're going to meet. They just rolled out. How many know when you take a stand for truth, people take notice? That's what God wants you to do. Take a stand for truth. People go, what? what? That wasn't some flimsy. I'm, I'm not basing this on my opinion. I'm basing it on the will of God. As the coming near of Christ come together more and more as you see that day approaching, I do the word. And I, you do the word. And you continue in truth. It's not an option to, to tell people, well, we'll just cave to the culture. That's not what God desires. He desires that we walk in truth. So that gets me to this last point, and, and I, really, I really will probably preach about it next week because it is so important. But so God says, my desire is that you are filled with the Spirit so that I can guide you and lead you in the truth. But this scripture is so important in Romans 8 because in Romans 8, chapter 1, or excuse me, verse 1, therefore there is no condemnation and adjuring guilty of wrong for those who are in Christ Jesus. Look at this, but there's a key. No condemn. Pastor, I was out partying last night with a couple ladies. and You know, we were doing the booty shake with Beyonce, church girl. And, you know, like that's a, the devil's trying to hijack the church. And, and that, 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 that stuff's not true. I can't, I can't just listen to it. I can't just... So, so I'm going, I'm going, the impulse who walks not after the dictates of the flesh, but after the dictates of the spirit. 8.5 says, those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue the ben- what benefits themselves. But those who live, listen to this, I love this. Those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit are motivated and pursue spiritual realities. 
For the sense and reason of the flesh is death, but the mindset, the mindset controlled by the spirit is life and peace. The mindset focused on the flesh fights God's plan and refuses to submit to its, his direction because it cannot. Without the Holy Spirit, you cannot. In fact, without the Holy Spirit, you cannot succeed in life. You can't be all that God's called you to be. You won't have a good marriage. You won't raise your kids right. You won't be financially successful. You, you can't breathe. You can't get answered prayer. Think about this statement. It's true. Without the Holy Spirit, you can do nothing. So, so God's telling us this. It's this. It's this. Hey! And then we, we've studied very little in the church as universal on the Holy Spirit. You know, it's a good third person of God to end the prayer with in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Sounds really good, but he's the person of God that lives in you. And he wants you to be, now don't get this wrong, impulsive. Pastor, my wife's trying to get me to not be impulsive. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let, let, me, let me show you this through Romans 8 verse 14 as we close today. He says, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Wait, wait, wait. Are you impulsive? Not for stupid stuff, but do you have this impulse? And I, I, I'm not 100% again at it, but everywhere I go, I'm trying to say, what are you saying, Holy Spirit? Because my sheep hear my voice. So we're at this restaurant with a, a Jewish couple last night, and, and this is the only day they compete. They wanted to meet. Amy and I were talking to them again. It opens up to this. I'll tell you, I'm going to do a series this summer, but you got, you want to have, who wants to have fun as a Christian? Stop hanging around crusty religious Christians and go find some sinners. When you hang around sinners, it's so much fun. That's why Jesus went to Zacchaeus' house. The food always tastes better. I'm just telling you, when, when you have somebody that needs the power that's in you, when you have somebody that needs the Christians, they're just fighting with each other. In fact, if the church wasn't fighting with itself, the world would have been saved and we'd have been out of here. But we got so much problems with each other, the devil's got us set back. We're offended by him. We don't like her. We're upset with what the pastor said. I'm mad. I'm leaving this church. Going to go to another church, cause problems over there. Go over here, do this. It's like God's like, hey, y'all, shut up and just get along. Stop telling about why you're hurt. And here's the deal, people. What are you led by? What are you led by? Um, I've been hurt. You hear people, I've been hurt. Yeah, but that, honey, that was 1983. That's over. Right? I, my, my pastor hurt me. I've been hurt. But the devil can keep you in church hurt. You're done. You're deceived. If he can keep you offended, the Bible says last day, massive offense would come. If you're offended, you're deceived. He said, he said okay, well, I'll pull another one. Whatever the devil can get you at. I always tell people we're not by, led by money ever. The lack of it or the abundance of it. We're never led by it. We're led by the Spirit of God. Ready? Start saying this every day. I'm led by the Spirit of God. See, there's a lot of good things you can do, but there's only one God thing you can do. Listen to me, seniors. Listen to me, graduates. Listen to me, people that want to be married. Listen to me. Be led by the Spirit of God. This is how God cuts out in this last day and tells you who are really my sons. I go to church. I'm a good person. We just love the Lord. 
No, no, no. He said, they'll recognize you as his son because you're led. Are you led? Now, now listen, I, that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean you're free from all tests. Do my job. You'll get tests every week. You'll get attitude tests. You'll get issue tests. You'll get people tests. You'll get a lot of tests because the devil wants to get you hurt, offended, ticked, mad, upset. He's looking to get into your heart. But you know what? This is so powerful because when we will learn to depend on the Holy Spirit, we're not led by our reasoning. We're not led by lust. We're not led by our feelings. We're not led by money. We're not led by church hurt. But there's an impulse of the Holy Spirit. We're not led by a lie. There's an impulse of the Holy Spirit. So I'm sitting here last night. I'm just minding my business because I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I'm like having the time of my life because these people are just funny people. They're just funny, man. They're sweet. They're loving. They're kind. They're, they're seeking Jesus. I, I, I'm talking to my wife like how long is it going to be before they come to Jesus because they're hungry. It's like, come on. It's so much fun fishing. Amen. How many like to fish? Let's go, right? But, but you know, you plant seeds. You listen to the Holy Ghost. So I'm standing there. A guy's packing up his band equipment from this, this area that they were playing music at this dinner place. And he's, he's, he's rather a large guy, and he's standing talking to the guy that we were with, and he's like, hey, you guys come over here. I'm like, dude, the music is incredible. And he's like, he's like, I have an enlarged heart. I have bone spurs. I have Parkinson's. He said, I have cancer. He started naming all this stuff. <laughs> And he went on. It wasn't like a minute. I, like I was wanting to leave. And he was like, he was like, he, he was like 15 minutes telling us all the stuff he had. And I'm thinking, the spirit of truth telling me, well, you have the Holy Ghost in you, and you're a cancer killer, and you have the life of God in you. you have the, so my hand's shaking, right? I'm like I'm trying to hide my hand. I'm like, I gotta get my hand on this guy. And, I, and my mind's telling me, what's this guy gonna think? I'm like, who cares what he thinks? I got resurrection power in this right hand right here. I'm gonna. And after he was all done, I said, hey, do you mind if I pray for you? I said, Jesus will heal you. He said, the doctor gave me three months. I go, I'm giving you a lot more time because God is for you. He'll heal your heart. He'll heal your cancer. He'll heal you. But the Holy Spirit was impulsive to telling me, just touch him. How many know that would be so cool if we could get that impulsive understanding? Like the Lord didn't even ask me to say anything. He said, just get your hand on him and let me do my work. Someone say power. power. What if we would be led by the impulsive? I was at a conference. I gave several thousand dollars to this individual that was speaking on life and culture. And the Lord said, I want you to write another check personally and from the church missions. And I said, well, God, you know, it's, it's, he said, hey, don't, don't try to figure me out. Just obey. What, what if we would obey? God's not trying to get something from you. He's trying to get something to you. The impulses of the Holy Spirit. He said, for I know the plans for you, the plans I have to prosper you and give you a future, an expected end. So guess what this life's full of? I just want to be led by the Spirit of truth. I'm never going to walk in power to understand the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit of the fear of the Lord. Wait, 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 wait. Pastor, are you, you, you afraid of God? This is an awe and a reverence for who he is. It's not I quiver with fear. It's like I don't want to disappoint him. 
He's the one that's going to tell me, well done. He's the one that tells me that, you know, there's this thing to do. There's that thing to do. There's this thing to do. I said, Lord, your sheep hear your voice. And they know. Someone say they know. Can I tell you today as we close, God's not trying to withhold truth from you. But you know what? If you seem like God's voice has been silent, if you seem like you're not hearing, I think we need to go back and go, Lord, I'm not listening to the lies anymore. I'm going to get in the word of truth. I'm going to pray in my spirit because he's whispering to you. Truth, truth. This is your plan. This is your purpose. You know, someone asked me last night, I, I said, they said, how did you guys meet? And I said, oh, no, you don't want to hear my story. It, it's weird. But, you know, I thought, what if my kids could have the same experience? I just looked that way. My son will start getting red. But, so I can't talk about him here. But, but, but what, if, what if I looked at him, I thought, this is so supernatural, not in a weird way. I've been, I've been preaching in Russia and Indiana, and, and I've been going to churches all over America, and everywhere I go after, there'd be a girl sitting over there that a pastor wouldn't introduce me to, and she plays the keyboard and sings, and I'm like, dude, let me alone, please. She'd be a good wife. And Lord, I, I, I'm 27 now. All my friends are married. Some of them are already divorced, and I need a wife. <laughs> and so my, uh, your parents, Kevin and Keeley, my, my brother and sister-in-law, they were at Raymond. This girl was singing in the choir, and your, your mom looked over and said, that would make a great wife for Pastor Buck. She smiles. She loves the Lord. We sit around her. They said, we're going to have her over for dinner, and we're going to call Pastor Buck. So they called me and said, we met this girl. I'm like, come on now. But they put her on the phone. She said, hi, this is Amy Allen. And I said, I'm going to marry you. And, and you know what she said? Now, don't clap too much yet. You know what she said? Her first words, I'm going to marry you too. Now, now, that's not some crazy love story I'm trying to communicate. What I'm trying to communicate is how many know we hear the inward witness? And my sheep hear my voice. So when I heard her voice, the Holy Spirit said to me, this is your wife. I went, yes, the search is over. My God, we didn't have FaceTime. We couldn't go look like, look at her profile on Insta and see that she had five shades of tan and big lips and, and this and that. And man, she's hot. And look, mom, look, look, friends, look, I got a girlfriend. No, 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 we had to take it by faith. I dated her for six months over the phone, getting letters with perfume on them. Y'all don't know about that. My phone bill was $700. When, when we didn't have caller ID back then. But when I picked up and I heard her voice, I know that voice. That's a distinctive voice in my life. I can call from Russia. I can call from Spain. I can call from Egypt. And I know, I don't say, is this you, Amy? If you do, you need to get marriage counseling. I say, hey, babe, that's her voice. How many know you can hear the Holy Spirit the same way? And he's trying to tell you, what if we would have so the, the lady looked over her eyes are bugging out of her head. She looks at Amy and says, is that true? She said, yeah, I told him I was going to marry him too. She said, how'd that work? I said, we're almost 30 years. Let's go. Wait, wait, wait. How many know God knows what he's doing? 
He knows where you're supposed to live. He knows your kids' names that haven't been born yet. He knows everything. And he wanted to trust you, not to an angel, but that himself, that he would come and tabernacle or dwell or live in you and have his being in you. So in the 70s, we used to sing a song, in him we live, in him we move, and in him we have our being. We might as well not start to move unless we move in him. Today, I want to submit to you. In this last day, man, as it gets darker and darker, God needs some some truth seekers, some people that love the truth, some people that are filled with the Spirit and are, say, led. See, see, someone in this room right now, you're led by pain because you got pain in your body. So pain tells you what you're going to do. Some of you are looking for a wife and sometimes it's lust that leads you. Some people are so led by money, they can't do the will of God because that's the first entry. After you get saved, filled with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit's leading you to be generous and become a tither. And, and when the Lord tells you that I, I, need you to, I need you to get the victory in your money because if I can't get the victory in your money, that's the first level. I can't trust you with a true anointing. And as the Holy Spirit's telling you that, you have to listen and obey. You have to trust and obey. Is he telling you stuff like move to Pittsburgh, marry this girl. Here's the next step. Here's the people I want you to connect with. Here's what I want you to do. And every day it's waking up going, Lord, I know we're in this crazy, chaotic world that's full of darkness and people telling you messed up identity, messed up sexual issues, messed up drug addictions, messed up this, and they have no hope and they're perishing and they're lost. And, and God said, you're the ones that are called to reach them. Why have we sat on the sidelines? You know, when I watch my mother and father's lives, they're just normal people that aren't perfect. But probably the greatest thing is God told them to move to Oklahoma, go to Bible school. Nobody was doing that. They did it by faith. But man, I read a book, my 16-year-old, it was by Brother Kenneth Hagin, it was called How to Be Led by the Spirit of God. What if we could be led in everything 